0: Everyone. So welcome to another episode of Please Ask Mickey, um, a podcast about just being real about being a woman, being a mom, having a journey, not having journey. That's okay if you don't. That's fine. Still listen in, talk real shit. Um, yeah, and just being bloody real about it all. Um, I'll just get straight into it. So today's guest, I've got a guest today, very exciting, is actually a really good friend of mine. Um, well my friend's well he's also my friend but he's also my really good friend's husband as well so they're both my friend anyway <laughs> that doesn't matter you don't care about that um, but he's doing some really awesome stuff and i know this is a podcast about women but what better way to understand men than to talk to a man am i right um so sam well his name's sam parker just by the way i should probably should have started with that um, and he is a chiropractor by trade, but a guest speaker, well, like a, a speaker by not trade, by just passion. Um, and he has started a movement called "Grab Life by the Balls" movement. Now I'm going to let Sammy talk more about that um, because I'm bet you're all itching to know what the fuck that means. Sam, hello, hey there. Hi. Um, what a great intro. Love that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> kind of just like smacked on for a bit. <laughs> I no, was like, was pull I it in. nailed it. it. was good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Am I the first guy on the podcast? Ah, uh, yes. You absolutely oh, are. Cool. Yeah, awesome. I know. How Lucky exciting. Me. Welcome to the Lady yeah. Club. Um, yeah. So, can you please tell us, well, one, a bit about yourself would be a good start, and then um, tell us about the Grab Life by the Balls movement and how it came about, why you felt the need to create it.
1: Sure, well, I can answer all that. It's uh, like I don't mind talking about myself, so this should be pretty easy. Hey, so, um,
0: <laughs> you and me both. Grab the Life by the Balls. Um,
1: uh, our motto is about creating a, a better community by creating more inspired and empowered on-purpose men, and if that's a bit mm. too fluffy – the kind of the mainstream way that we like to talk about it these days when we're talking to a few local pollies and all that sort of stuff is a positive men's mental health movement. So, um, yeah, so that's that's the best way to describe it. And, yeah, like... I was watching, uh, I don't often watch Q&A, it's not really my cup of tea, but someone put me onto it. There was some stuff about um, men's mental health, which started off the program. I mm-hmm. felt very adult watching it. I tell you what, I think I've got a few more grey hairs while I watched it. I've <laughs> yeah. already got, I've already got like, quite a few. So.
0: I'm truly um, an adult now.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, those, it always comes up with like, men's mental health stats and all these sorts of things. So it comes up that guys don't, aren't accessing um, the services that are out there. And there's lots of good services, there's some amazing people, there's some amazing organisations, you know, and the government are getting on board and doing a lot of work as well. But there's a lot of stuff for, am I allowed to swear?
0: Oh my God, so much. I've got a little red E oh, next to Obviously, well, you've met me before.
1: Yeah, I was just making sure. I you know, didn't want to, you know, drop the F-bomb too early. But basically, <laughs> all those, there's a lot of stuff, but it's all there for when the shit hits the fan.
0: Yeah, you can definitely and that's, say like, it. too like,
1: late, <laughs> you know. Like there's, you know, six men a day in Australia. Six men a day, over 15 years of age, commit suicide. That's so fucked. You know, that is like that's ridiculous. And then the other stat as well is that again, and it's 15. Like someone just um, commented on one of my posts on Facebook. Literally last night, a 15 year old male committed suicide. That she knew. Like that's mm. just crazy. Like. That's insane. How, yeah, I'm glad I'm not a teenager these days. But it's crazy. Mm. And the other, the other scary stat is that basically, one in two or fifty percent, almost fifty percent, of us men, once we get over fifteen, at some point in our life, we're going to have a mental health condition or disorder. Jeez. And when I look at, I've got a seventeen-month-old um, son. Mm-hmm. And I look at him and I go, man, that is scary. Like, what is going on?
0: Do you know? That's actually, I've so got a question. Scary. Sorry, while oh, we're yeah, on, um, yeah, yeah. while we're on stats, is there? Do you know, like, the statistic between, like, as opposed to um, the suicide rates between male and female?
1: Yeah. So, I, uh, the last time I saw it, um, so there's about eight people a day in Australia commit suicide. So, two of them would be women, I think, is the
0: stat. Yeah. Fuck. See, that's insane. I think Even that's that's, a, that's what people don't realise, because obviously women are more emotional, so they just assume that, you know, women are more, I guess, prone to those sort of feelings, because they're more open about it, but... Yeah, well, I'll keep you. I'll let you keep you know, going. Well, that's,
1: that's, a, that's a good segue because we can come back to all the other stuff. But you know, like that's what you know, women are really good about. Mm. And you know, like sometimes I have to switch off when all you girls get together because it's like la, 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 and it all comes out. It's cool. It's awesome. It's just not how I function. Like it's no judgment there. It's just like it's completely different. Like yeah. sometimes I like my quiet space. Women are so good at expressing things, talking about things. Or even if they're not talking about, you know, deep deep and meaningful conversations, they're actually together and actually doing stuff. There's a bit of a community, whereas yeah. essentially, typically, stereotypically, the male is out there providing and protecting. So typically that means in this day, they age just making a lot of money. So, you know, like we go out and we work really hard, we work long hours to make money so that everyone else is okay. Mm-hmm. And that's one way to provide for the family, but at the moment, that's not really working. We're getting a bit lost, yeah. particularly with, like, you know, the rise of the gine, if you want to call it that. I think that would suit your language. You know, yeah, women totally. standing up and becoming empowered and, you know, um, if they could grab life by the balls, that's what they would be doing, you
0: mm-hmm. know, which
1: is awesome. But also with that comes an element of... Um, some people, you know, you don't even know if you meant to open a door for a lady these days or that sort of thing. Yeah, or that's
0: a really... On the, yeah. on the
1: flip side, on the flip side, one of the common complaints I hear from the women is the guy leaves the toilet seat up. So when was the last time that the woman left the toilet seat up for the guy? But anyway, that's another conversation. But guys get a bit lost. They don't really know who they are and what they're doing and, and why they're doing it because women are standing up and owning everything and stepping up and doing exactly what they need to do. But then guys... There's like it's almost like you can't win no matter what you do. There's like this unwinnable game that you're playing out that you're never quite right. Like if you go away to the mines and you're and you're making all this money, you still come back to this environment where the family is already looking after themselves, and you're kind of foreign to that. And you mm. you thought by making a lot of money that you'd be able to help the family, and that's the best way to provide. But then there's a bit more to it than that. Yeah,
0: they're you know, feeling like you're never home and- yeah, mm. they're home And yeah,
1: but we're just kind of a bit lost. We're not really sure who we are why we're doing what we're doing and not stepping up and grabbing life by the balls on, in different areas. That's hence mm. the name. You know, we're, I'm pretty, I'd like to think I'm pretty laid back and pretty low-key, yeah. Like to call a spade a spade. I don't want to jump up and down and, and do a lot of rah-rah, motivational, inspirational sort of stuff. We're more about creating, well, part of it is an element of speaking and that sort of thing, but in a very different way. But Grab Life by the Balls essentially the, is about connection and mateship and community, and it's about getting guys just to, to, you know, hang out together, essentially. Mm. There's no pressure. There's no judgment. You can share what's going on for you. Or you can talk about the footy scores. There's no pressure at all. There's a lot of pressure already and even suffocation in modern life with all the other pressures, all the balls that we're trying to juggle and trying to keep everyone else happy. And You know, sometimes it just can be overwhelming. Sometimes we just need to reconnect. Like I've been thinking about this recently and uh, I grew up in that um, on a five-acre farm, not a very big one, um, mm. out in southwestern New South Wales, out near a little town called Leeton. Yeah. And uh,
0: I don't know where that
1: is. old Johnny Buller, who's no longer with us, became who was our next-door neighbour. Owned the shearing shed next door to us.
0: Mm-hmm. He was a
1: ripper, but you know, like him and Dad would end up having beers in the shed, and I'd be, I'd be complaining about like, "Come on, can we go home for dinner yet? You said we we're leaving in five minutes." And all that sort mm. of stuff. But looking back, you know, his. Dad was a bit younger, so almost like a son I suppose, but you know, they're talking about farm stuff, they're having that connection, they're having a chat,
0: they're having yeah. a
1: beer, there was a sense of a community, there's a sense of support, there's a sense of that we're all in this together kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And I never
1: realized the value of that until recently. And I was like, When it was like if like I'm on the Sunshine Coast, you mm-hmm. know, and it's becoming quite a um, an urban kind of setting. There's not a lot of mateship and connection happening, you know, and we don't all know our neighbours, we don't, you know, hang out and have, you know, street beers or whatever it is, like that sort of stuff, we don't really have time for that, so we're trying to make things a bit easier, get guys back together again and just, you know, just hang out and have a chat, have a chinwag, have a coffee, have some bacon and eggs is one of the things that we do. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, that's just creating change the best way we can and, you know, that mateship stuff, you know, you start to see that guys start to develop this trust and then, you know, one guy might share... And then everyone else that's does. going on. And then everyone else goes, holy crap, I have got, that's like slightly different, but that's like exactly the same that's going on for me. What have you been doing about that? God, oh, I feel, or even on a lesser extent, holy shit, it's not just me that's got all this shit going on.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm, I realise I'm not perfect. That's okay. And no one else is. And that's another thing with the stoic Aussie male, that stereotype of being this really strong, Got your shit together, kind of guy.
0: Yeah, can't cry.
1: When we, when we feel, yeah, we feel this sense of failure. That's like cuts us deep, mm. it cuts me deep. I know I've had, you know, a few experiences myself personally around certain things, and it was like when I talk about it with someone or um, someone else brings something up that you know related to me, I was like, holy shit! It's like, oh wow! Like not that anything changed. It was just the way that I looked at it changed, and it was like this whole pressure, this whole sack of shit I was hanging around on my shoulders just to Mm -hmm. let go. And that's what we tend to find. So we're just a bunch of good blokes just hanging out and sometimes we talk about our troubles, otherwise we just want to make some change. And you ladies are awesome. The Chinese are awesome because they can see this stuff going on before it happens. And so I've had a more – I put a bit more effort into – creating community rather than just for the men because that's the other thing about some, some stuff with the men stuff. It's kind of like hidden and no one talks about it and then you've got to be, it's almost like a bit of a click sometimes. We're trying to make, what we're, one of the goals for Grab Life by the Balls is to make us mainstream, make us the positive men's mental health movement in Australia yeah. and make it not so, You know, everybody's, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about mental health this month and I think it's Mental Health Day today as we record this. Yeah, it is actually. You know, there's, a, there's a lot of, you know, they're trying to remove the stigma and all that sort of stuff associated with it, and that's awesome. But that we want to be that, that mainstream, the guys that we'll go to to do this. So we're, we're planning some rapid expansions and some crazy events over the next 12 months to, uh, to coincide with that. And then, yeah, you know, one of the best things, like we try and talk about happiness or fulfilment and that sort of thing rather than anxiety and depression what does it take to be happy what does it take to be fulfilled mm. what does it take to be on purpose is one of our key values yeah. not that that other stuff is unimportant but there's similar strategies if you're looking at becoming awesome you're going to look at things differently if you're still looking at things where you're um, in the crap a little bit
0: yeah energy flows where energy goes that. yeah yeah yeah
1: so there's not not to this this um you know not to diss anyone who works in that space or, you know, there's a lot of people doing amazing work in that space. We're just mm. trying to position ourselves in a slightly different light.
0: Yeah, doing it differently, different different perspective, different option. It's so funny, Sam, when you were, to, like, what you were talking about, especially about, um, you know, like, guys feeling like they – um are the only ones going through something particular. And it's once it's once you, you know, discuss it and talk to someone else that you realize that, you know, it's actually not that big of a deal. Like you're not the only one that's going through that. You're not alone. Like you're not a weirdo. You're not some sort of psycho. There's nothing wrong with you. It's so funny because that's so similar to like actually I've discussed it many times on this podcast. Um, and something that is really huge, even in, as you call, the rise of the Johnny in the gianty community is that <laughs> feel. And what I'm so passionate about that just being real and being um, being open and being brave to discuss the things that you feel aren't really like, you know, we're not supposed to discuss. Because once you do, once you start opening up and once you start being real, there's so much... Um, healing in that for someone else because, like, that's something that I always notice. Because um, obviously, you've met me; I'm quite an open person, <laughs> and I'm all about just being real and being open. And the reason that I am is not just for myself, but because it is so healing to other people. I have so many women say to me, like, I literally thought I was the only person going through that, or I was the only person that felt that. I thought that I was a bad mum because, um, because I'd been through that, or because I felt that, or because I had a friend the other day she's like oh my god I felt like the worst she's got like a five week old she's like I felt like the worst mum ever I got my child accidentally sunburned and I literally have been crying for hours and I'm like oh girl I have a photo of my red as fuck newborn and I felt so (laughs) bad and it was like I had her in the balls of summer and like I and I remember someone pointing at my pram going oh that's a pretty fucking sunburn baby don't you reckon and I was like girl she Will tear it up the next day and she will survive. Like, (laughs) we've all sunburned our babies. It's okay. You're not a bad mum. But she just went, like, that actually makes, she just laughed. She's like, that makes me feel so much better. And that's why, you know, and women getting together, what we're starting to realize more and why the vagina community is like rising is because they're realizing the power of sharing and the power of empowering and just how much we can all heal from that and just how much we can grow from that and like, yeah, like I feel like that, as you're saying, like for, for the men, they would do it way less, like way, way less, you know, like men aren't um, naturally emotional people. We've grown up, you know, being told that if you cry, you're a pussy, if you do that, you're a pussy, like you'd being a girl if you show emotions and do all that kind of stuff and people going like, I've never seen my dad cry, I've never seen this person cry, like, you know, and like so – opening yeah. up and being emotional and, and having um, like almost being allowed to and yeah. it not, and being able to do it without the fear of ridicule would just be yeah. huge. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, it's pretty interesting to touch on like, you know, from what I've found when I talk to people or we talk about um, the kind of the stuff that goes on between our ears,
0: mm. uh,
1: particularly for the men, you know, it doesn't um, – there's no discrimination there. It doesn't matter, you know, whether you're a blue-collar or a white-collar, whether you've got whatever job you've got, whatever your lifestyle is mm. like, whether you've got, you know, beautiful kids and a lovely wife or husband or whatever clothes you boat. you know, like, doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. Inside, we've all got something going on. We've all got a bit of shit that's happening.
0: Mm. And sometimes
1: just to realise that that's cool. And it's – the same thing is happening for women. Women just do things slightly differently. Like if it's a guy, he's not necessarily gonna sit down. You have to get to a certain point where you trust yourself or you get pushed into it maybe mm. of sharing what's going on for you. Yeah. You know, guys, guys, that's why we try and um, do things a certain way with crab life by the balls, is that it's always round an activity. You know, like we were at you know, during winter before it um, got to spring and stuff, we were doing fires at a few of the boys' places and having a barbecue and stuff because, men, the best stuff comes out when you're sitting around the fire.
0: Yeah. I don't know what it
1: is, you know, or, that, or you're having a, you know, like at the moment we um partnering with the Mooloola Bar Surf Life Saving Club and we're having like, um, like what the veterans do. There's a similar, the Vietnam veterans do it on a Thursday morning. On a Friday morning, we're doing, you know, bacon and eggs and having a coffee and it's just sort of standing around having a chat. Even if it's standing around a barbecue, it's mm. just slightly different. It's not as confrontational, whereas women are really good at sitting in the circles Or sitting across from each other and looking each other in the eye and talking about stuff.
0: Yeah, so true.
1: But definitely better than men. But men kind of need to be like
0: half distracted, you know, before a a little bit drunk. It's so funny you say that about about the fire. Um, because we go camping a lot. We've got a really um like good group of friends. Like Chris has some really good mates, which is really lucky. Um, and they like they always joke about. It gets to the end of the night. All of us girls are in our tents or our caravans or whatever, and the boys are just, like, bit drunk around the fire, literally trying to change the world. They are solving the world's problems. Normally, sober, never. Drunk around the fire at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning, I've never heard such wisdom come from Chris's lips. Like I, st- <laughs> I wake myself up just so I can sit there and listen to the shit that comes out of their mouth because it's not shit. It's actually amazing. Like they are so funny. They're just like these really like blokey blokes. They're all tradies and they're just sitting around just talking about like what life really is and like what it means to them. And like, you know, we're just so lucky, guys. Like we just have such good part. Like I'm just sitting there like this is amazing. I love this. So it's so yeah. funny that you say that about the fire because that's when I see Chris like really just like come out and just share his heart. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, um, yeah, It's we're, yeah, we're funny creatures, you know, and the other thing is sometimes we can't even, like if you go back a step a little bit as well, we actually don't have the, um, uh, I don't want to, emotional intelligence is probably the best way to explain it. I don't really like the term, but, mm. you know, guys don't have an emotional intelligence because we're always, Taught like if you think about footy or cricket or some sort of sport like that where you know you're putting you know essentially put your balls on the line you're going to face a fast bowler and you've got this big bloke who's going to run at you and wants to you know almost wants to kill you in a in a certain sort of way mm. you know you've got to sort of you don't really go into your emotions you sort of push them down and pretend like you're not shitting your pants you know yeah. like that's what guys do you know we got taught to do that we got taught not to show emotion we got taught to stand up and be strong we got taught not to show pain. They got taught to, you know, stand up as if you've got your shit together. But, yeah. you know, from what, I, what I've noticed, we, no one's got their shit together. We're all just sort of figuring it out as we go.
0: Oh, my God, absolutely. I actually have a really interesting question for you. Um, oh, and this yeah. is like, it's um, a bit of a different perspective. And this is more like, I'm sure you've had this conversation with your beautiful wife, Kat, who, um, as I said, is a really good friend of mine. And she's very... Um, she's a Reiki, I always call her a Reiki master, but I don't know if that's, if she's she's, not quite
1: yet, not quite yet.
0: She will be. She's bloody amazing. Um, and she's just like, her perspective on life is just amazing. She's healed me many times. Um, but anyway, so the question that I have for you is I actually did a podcast about this the other week and it's about less about male and female for a moment and Mm -hmm. more about masculine and feminine. And I was discussing um, the other week on the podcast about how it's not so much the rise of even females or like the – it's not women demanding – Like it is like it's women demanding respect, but it's like we live in such a masculine world, like in that masculine energy where it's all about logic and it's all about money and it's all about providing and it's all about, um, you know, strength. And it's not about, you know, where and like things like more feminine energies, which is like emotion um, and intuition and, um, you know, being in the present, um, and I'm just trying to think of some of the other really feminine, like the feminine energy traits. Do you think like, and this is, I guess my, um, like my opinion on it at the moment is that it's like, yes, We need to – there needs to be a rise in that feminine energy, but that's not just women. The reason that men are struggling so much is because they haven't been allowed to embrace their feminine, that, like, that ability to feel. Like, that that has been oppressed throughout genders. It hasn't – obviously, it's more prominent in women and it's more obvious for women, but, like, the reason that men are struggling so much is because just as – you know, women have been oppressed, that feminine has been oppressed. So they haven't, you know, they haven't been allowed to like, because we all have like masculine and feminine energies. We need to, that's how this world works. Mm. But it's been oppressed throughout, which is why I believe that men are struggling so much is because it's so much harder for them to actually um, almost embrace that because, you know, they're scared of being caught a a poofter or something absolutely horrible like that. Whereas women, like, you know, we're starting to, that feminine is starting to rise and we're starting to embrace it and it's easy for us because we can, because we're allowed to be feminine, we're allowed to be, you know, crazy female, whatever it is. Whereas guys, if they start being emotional and if they start, you know, being intuitive and, you know, like they start going and getting healings and, you know, another thing I was thinking was, um, like when a woman is in. Hold on!
1: I've got Catherine calling
0: me. Oh my god, hilarious! I had
1: it, I had it on. Um...
0: Catherine is, is his wife, by the way. His amazing wife. Um, yeah, I'm sure you've probably had this conversation with Cat before, but yeah, what are your thoughts on that? That like the idea of just this oppression of of feminine femininity, feminine energy. Yeah, I
1: think um, yeah. There's there's always um, well, it's not always. Uh, you know, De- John D. Martini, um, who's one of the guys that I've really got into on my on my journey of um, um being a better person as as, mm. good as I can be. You know, he always talks about that everything's in balance. So I suppose there's also that counterbalance of things like we've been, you know, such a masculine-driven community and and so or society we've been, you know, been really that's kind of got us through different situations if you know look at world wars and all these sort of things and more may have even started them too but (laughs) there's always always going to be that counterbalance of things coming back into that we've forgotten maybe you know all these things that were you know a hundred years ago or a thousand years ago that were kind of normal you know talking about feelings and and guys being quite in tune and intuitive and being in in like some healers being quite in tune and and sharing things like that you know
0: was that more normal? like, do I uh, see? I think like, well, from my knowledge, which is like obviously not very much, but I thought if anything, like it's gotten like almost better as far as men like being more um, in tune with their feelings and stuff like that, like as opposed to back in the day, like a man got back from war and he was not, he did not speak. He did not speak of the war. He did not speak of what happened. He did not share.
1: Yeah. 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 So like, that's, I think that's all the masculine stuff coming through. I think we there's, you know, there's times where, you know, you look at the Aborigines and they're quite in tune with the land and very in balance and mm. that sort of thing. There was a bit more balance with things going on there from my limited understanding of those guys. Yeah. You know, I've had, had a look at some of the Hawaiian healing things, um, mm. a, a technique called Ho'oponopono. Wow. And, um, and uh, that's, you know, a lot of that stuff is about feeling about forgiveness, about, um, yeah, getting in touch with a little bit more of our feminine side rather than just, you know, just striving through and basically trying to through, push through brick walls. But it always comes back to a choice. So I think once you, you know, it's that understanding that we don't understand exactly what's going on, we can't really label it because we haven't been taught to sit with those emotions, we haven't been taught to question them, we haven't taught to mm. sort of investigate them in, in, um, in a good way. Um, that we don't understand what's going on there, but then once you do have some understanding of that, it's like okay, so what what do I choose to do now? Because you can do both. Yeah, you know what's going to be what's going to be the best thing that I can do right now is it going to be some sort of masculine behavior behavior, mm-hmm. very cutthroat and cut someone off or whatever, yeah, or is it going to be a bit more balanced and loving and a bit more feminine? You know, it's about making that choice. But I think you've got to have a bit of. Uh, self awareness and self understanding before mm. you probably get to that point, but there's definitely, you know, things things aren't um, aren't uh, perfect in the world, and no. uh, there's always going to be some change. And if you have a look through history, there's always been ups and downs, and things change and things evolve and mm. or devolve or you know re evolve. <laughs> yeah, trying to think of a smart word there. <laughs> and you know, like they um you know, they'll, things will shift and change. And I think we're seeing that already, even just the awareness, you know, like
0: yeah, uh, really I mentioned sad. Q&A
1: before, you know, like John Butler was on Q&A and he's, you know, almost, or well, not one of, but, you know, like you think he's quite successful and, you know, he, he must have the most amazing life. And then yet he's talking about anxiety and mm-hmm. and all these sorts of things and the stuff that him and his wife, you know, do to, you know, help him through those situations. Even I was listening to a podcast with, um, Dr. Tim sharp they call him dr happy and he mm-hmm. has a lot of, he's got this he's got a real like he's got like, psychology degrees and he's like you know I think he's a bit of a geek like he's an ultra geek and he's, he's actually quite good to listen to because he's usually pretty up to date with his stuff but yeah. even he says that he's had, he's he's constantly um, mm-hmm. monitor I suppose monitoring monitoring oh gosh monitoring his <laughs> go depression, now. like that's how he that's like mm-hmm. his little spark was help him through depression like this is the guy that studies happiness that's called Dr Happy
0: yeah yeah he's going
1: through you know depression and all those sorts of things like it's it's great to see guys coming out and sharing that because then that we don't all feel broken we all don't feel like failures and that's you know mm. I just had a meeting with a local MP and like everyone like it's like the buzzword is men's mental health like it's, it's yeah. like the trendy thing that everyone's looking at the moment which is great there's so much awareness around it yeah So it's definitely changing. It's definitely becoming more mainstream. It's definitely getting talked about, um, which I think is amazing.
0: Yeah, I think that's so fantastic. Yeah, because it's so true. Like women definitely um, have been, I guess, more willing to share for longer and especially, I guess, people in higher positions that, you know, have quite um, a lot of power in people. Like, I guess, you know, they can talk to a large number of people, like a lot of women are coming out and sharing their struggles and it's normal for them to be like, you know, I struggle with anxiety and like, you know, I have to struggle with depression and stuff, but it's not very often that you have, um, you know, high up men talking about Mm. their struggles and stuff like that, you know? So yeah, it is really true. And I think like, I'm really excited actually about, you know, our world and what's about to happen because I feel like, um, people are just, becoming so much more aware and as you know sometimes there's such a huge downside to social media but at the same time it's also amazing because it's given us such a huge platform to be able to share so easily and if we do that correctly and 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 a lot of people are using it you know for such um for such good things to be able to to share their stories and make people feel less alone and make people feel less, you know, abnormal or whatever. Um, mm. So, yeah, like we've got such a, a power there that we really can access and use. Um, there was a question that I had that you actually sort of touched on before and that was about John Butler and how he, um, him and his wife kind of worked together to help him um, with his anxiety. And so I know you did a talk actually a while ago um, to the wives, to like (laughs) um, to the women, which I was so bummed that I couldn't go because – Um, I found that fascinating. It It was awesome.
1: I tell you, I was so I heard so many, and it's so funny. (laughs) I had lots of people come
0: up to me and be like, I went to this talk with this guy, Sam, and I'm like, I know Sam. Um, (laughs) And I'm like, don't talk to me about Sam. I know Sam. Um, But, yeah, and they were were discussing it. And because, I guess, it's such a great way to, and which is why I wanted you to come on this show, was because, um, like, sometimes talking to... (laughs) it. <laughs> men is not the is not the most successful way or the best way to get through to them it's through their wives and girlfriends and their partners or whoever else because they're the ones like all right like babe I know you've just got lots of stuff going on and like you know I know with Chris Chris will come home and he'll be grumpy I'll be like how was you like there's something going on what's the matter what's the matter like what's going on he's like nothing why do you always ask me and I'm like I just want to know like I want to know what's going on in your head like open up to me tell me everything and he's just like oh my god <laughs> but women are like that. They're like, I need to know what's going on. Like, open yourself up to me. And so my question, after all that, is how can we help our men? Like, how can we, um, yeah, how can we help them? How can we um, understand them? How can we um, sympathize with them? How can we be the best partner to them to be able to make, help them be the best them?
1: Such a good question, Nikki. Such a good question.
0: Mm, I
1: know. I came um, up with it. You know, like we're, so, we, we're so different, hey, like men and women. It's just, so, it's, it's really, is,
0: yes. really is,
1: um, it is, really is fascinating. Um, I suppose like I'm, I was going to say lucky. I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed to be in a beautiful relationship with my wife. I've told North you that cat. all the time. Um,
0: I always try to steal her. I've been trying yeah. to steal her for years. <laughs>
1: <so>. <laughs> I, I was part of a, a part of a, a, a club within our cricket club. I think I was batting above my average club. <laughs> I think I I think I was the president. Um, she is like ultimate wife goals. I've always said that. She's, she's pretty cool. And she has, like, I, for me, from what I see, you know, she has a far better understanding of herself and um, who she is. And mm. sometimes I can, I can um, flip into some very well-learned um, little tanties and stuff when I get a bit frustrated about things, not necessarily towards her, but just in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and But she doesn't sort of take that sort of ego perspective on a lot of things. and But also with that, she's quite comfortable with who she is. So she can kind of let me, and she probably knows my patterns now that we've been together for so long. That she knows... How I go about
0: things
1: better than, <laughs> than yes. I do, than I do. Yeah. So um, she kind of just gives me that space, and for me, that I don't. Everyone's you know, everyone's slightly different. We all see things you know from different perspectives or slightly different ways of going about things. And one of the best things that I find is really beneficial is that Catherine gives me that space.
0: Yeah. Um, you I know, there's not,
1: lot, there's not a lot of nagging or anything like that. And I'm becoming a bit more aware, you know, with her reiki and all that sort of stuff. That you know, I can sort of ask her some questions and we can have a look at things and sort of. Get to the bottom of a little bit more, but I still take my time. She still definitely sees and knows that I need to do something before I get around to that point. But she just lets me figure it out, and I think that's one of the biggest things. For, and it's the it's really hard for women, but it's awesome, almost just to hold the space for them. Yeah. Um, for guys, like just give them the space; they'll figure it out because it, we, you know, we're a bit, you know, we just process things a bit differently we don't have the skills of and do to process some of these things that we're feeling. We don't really have that knowledge there or it's just a little bit slow and you just kind of got to let them figure it out, give them some space and they'll come round eventually. Or if they're not quite doing that is to drop little hints. you know, like leave, leave a grab life by the ball, um, you know, fly lying around or you you just sort of leave something on the fridge or you just, um, you know, mention something in passing like, Oh, that, but um I heard this Sam guy, he has like these barbecues down at um Roo Bar Beach every Friday morning. I'm like, like, oh, that like that sounds pretty cool. And then just leave it at that. Don't even like tell him to come because then yeah. like maybe in a month or two he'll go like, Oh, I went to that barbecue thing and that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And he won't mm. even he won't even thank you for like dropping the hint or anything. He'll think it's your own idea.
0: Total. Oh, I guess it. I feel like that's the most other- guys has to be there. <laughs> I just have to make them think they came up with it. Yeah, Chris has heaps like- of good ideas that are mine. <laughs> you just gotta like
1: leave leave little, like, pictures around of, like, you know, subliminally take things in and we'll get there eventually.
0: It does work. <laughs> that that's what I it. did with my ring. I sent him a picture of it, like, pretty much every day and somehow miraculously <laughs> he picked the right one. <laughs> what a genius.
1: Uh, see, I didn't even do that. I just let Catherine choose. we got engaged first and then, then we went and got the ring. Yeah, that's um, reasonable. But then, but then the other thing is, like, we touched on it before, is that, that overwhelming sense of failure that guys can feel, which is, like, mm. you know, cuts us really deep, like, you know that's totally against what our what we perceive our identities to be, and then also we and you and I touched on before that unwinnable game. You just don't know. You know if you're bringing home the the bacon, you know you, there's still going to be some elements of it. The, maybe you, there's not enough time spent at home, and all these you know it's like a to and fro, and it kind of feels unwinnable. So you have got unwinnable, and then you've got this this um, thing about failure. So if we've done anything wrong, it's like it's a massive you know cut to us. You know you get in trouble for doing things wrong we're not doing them the right way and that stuff as a kid and it's like that sense of failure just can be so yeah mm. so overwhelming sometimes um so to the opposite of that is just to love your guy yeah love and
0: appreciate
1: for who he is and appreciate
0: like yeah um
1: Catherine's pretty chilled out with me and there's not a lot of um I wouldn't say there's any nagging or anything like that because I really can't sort that handle being pushed in different directions. As Catherine yeah. knows, I'm my own man. So she's Sam. in that space, but, but um, you know, like she's great. Like she's, like I said, she's much more involved than I am. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but just loving you guys for who they are and, and yeah. what they bring to your life. And I think that's, but that's, um, that's whole of society actually having a look at what we're grateful for, you know, about yourselves, about our partners, about our lives. Like mm-hmm. it's going to flip the switch because, you know, if you watch, you know, normal T V or you know, read the papers and stuff, it's not always gonna be happy news and we're so, it's you know, we're unfortunately kinda of turning into a little bit of a whinging society. We're not oh actually God, looking so at how great things are, the how victims. amazing things are.
0: Yeah, totally. We're, not, we're not looking
1: at all the good stuff. And
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: you can and you can reflect that onto your partner and vice versa. Like just being grateful for what he brings home and what he does and that sort of thing. It's not gonna be perfect. Yeah. No one's perfect. You know,
0: like And that goes like uh, that's almost just like human beings like and it goes for men and women and like it's so funny a few of the things that you're saying I feel like it could almost be a woman talking and and saying the same thing not feeling appreciated like not like working really hard but not feeling like enough and all this kind of stuff and feeling like you know either way you're not gonna win and it's like it feels like almost the the missing piece and like everyone and Obviously, it's harder for males just because they can't – they struggle to express it as much. And as you said, they just don't really know how to um, emotionally understand or, like, don't know how to communicate it. But it's just that instead of picking at, you know, things that people are doing wrong or whatever it is, like, the more you focus – and as you said, the more we focus on the good, the more you realize how much good is around instead of the more you focus on the bad – the more bad you create, you know, if you're looking at your Mm. partner and you're going, you never do this, you never do that, you never (laughs) do that, it's just going to create more of that. But if you're sitting there going like, you know, I really appreciated when you did those dishes for me, I really appreciate the fact that you go to work every day, like I appreciate that so much and, you know, I don't want for much, like the amount of money that you bring in is amazing and it means everything to me. You know, they're just going to like blossom and just become mm. even better yeah. versions yeah. of themselves and, yeah. you know, vice it's versa. A,
1: it's an inbuilt mechanism like that provide and protect thing that comes through, especially mm. like I've noticed that, especially even more when I became a dad or I knew I was going to become a dad, you know, that there's like something inbuilt. Like if anyone talks about, oh, I was listening to a book day, um, and, you know, he talked about as part of his memoir, you know, this guy's son died. And I'm like almost crying. It's like, that never used to affect me. But now that I'm a dad, it's like anything like that, you know, anything that happens to kids on TV and it's just a TV show or I, like, oh, yeah, I just kind of well up. It's like really, yeah. really, really strikes a chord with me. And that, you know, that provide and protect thing is an inbuilt thing. And, and that's how we, you know, we show love sometimes by acts of service, particularly, you know, and maybe not everyone, but as a guy, you you' you're basing it around providing and protecting. So, if, you know, totally. if you're you know, paying the rent or paying off the house or, you know, making sure there's food on the table or the, the kids can go to swimming lessons or you, so you can go for a coffee or a turmeric latte with your friends, you know, like that's, that's, the, that's awesome. Like if you can thank him for something about providing and protecting,
0: mm. that
1: he, he, will, he might even, like if you give the guys the space, if you, you nurture them to how best suits them, they'll start... Doing a little bit more, especially if you're not nagging them more so than nagging, because nagging doesn't often work or you end up no.
0: in fine. Totally, yeah, I definitely, yeah, I definitely agree with that. That's, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's really, really important. Um, another question that I had. Um, so we talk about how we can help our men, and as you said, you've got be- your beautiful son Jackson. So you know you're a father. I've got. Um, a daughter and another, you know, who, whatever it's going to be on the way, (laughs) (laughs) whatever comes out. (laughs) Um, but how can we, how, what can we do? With our children or how can we raise our children, whether male or female, so male to be able to make them feel more comfortable to express their emotions and female to be able to support, um, men and to be able to just create that environment and that world where they, they don't even know, they wouldn't even know a world where, you know, there was such an oppression towards feelings, I guess, you know, and and expressing emotion. What would you recommend?
1: That's a, that's a big question you and I actually know. haven't thought about it. Um, but that's why I suppose it comes <laughs> back to what we're doing with um, our, our purpose with um, the Grab Life by the Balls movement is that where you know, most guys that um, do some coaching with me or come to the talks or come to our events um, seems to be 30 to 45 roughly. A bit of like they're pretty much all older than me. I'm like a young guy. Mm, and, young spring chicky. Um, you know, like these guys in particular, you know, are going to have kids. Mm-hmm. So if we can start, you know, by start with um, these guys that have grown up this way and that are adults now and have kids, like if we can help create, you know, a bit more of a grateful environment, a bit more mateship, a bit more connection, a bit more fun, a bit more happiness, a bit more fulfillment with these mm-hmm. guys, that's going to filter down into how they raise their kids. Oh.
0: Totally, and with kids, how they look it's... at their kids,
1: how they talk to the kids, how what they go and do, as actually being present when they're going to do something, actually maybe even mm. cutting back a couple of hours and realizing that it's more about hanging out with the kids, maybe than, than working an eighty-hour week,
0: yeah,
1: or balancing that out over time. You know, like I think that's that's what we have to offer, mm. um, you know, because that's that's who they're learning off. You know, well, that's one of the things about um, in our statement of purpose for Grab Life on the Balls is about. Um, taking responsibility for ourselves and our actions but also being leaders but being role models and doing that by leading by example not necessarily standing up there and telling everyone yeah what we're doing it's about actually acting that out
0: totally and kids kids don't um, what's what what's this saying like they don't do <laughs> what you say they do what you do kind of thing like they and it's so <laughs> and true many
1: times you get told that as a kid as well it's like don't do as I do just Do as I say. Do as I say,
0: (laughs) and they do not. It's like if you
1: how many kids start dropping the F-bomb like when they should be dropping the F-bomb? It's like, oh, yeah, let's pick it up. They'll I literally cannot
0: chase. believe that Maddie has not sworn yet. It's actually, it boggles my mind. She'll say something almost similar, and I'm like, surely, surely she just said fuck. Like, how has she not yet? Like, I I was trying so hard to be such a non-sweary mum. Like, when I was pregnant with her, I was like, fruit tingle and, like, sugar and stuff like that. And then she came out, and I was like, God, she's so small. She has no idea. I was like, fuckity fuck. Um, and... <laughs> and yeah, just forgot to switch it off when she became a toddler, but yeah, it's so it's so true. Like I, I think that with, um, like, the best thing that we can do for our children is to look after ourselves. Like that goes for, you know, whether it's treating yourself, like being a woman and and loving yourself, and it goes for males too. Like just loving yourself and respecting yourself, and and working on you because then if you're being the best version of you then that's what your kid's going to see that's what they're going to strive to be you know like we're seeing it now like issues that we have now come from you know our parents or grandparents things that they did how they treated themselves you know like I look at my mum used to always look in the mirror and talk about how fat she was and I was like when I was a kid I used to think my mum was the most beautiful woman in the whole wide world and like never even knew that That was a thing until she told me that there was something wrong with her. And it's the same thing, like, you know, how we treat ourselves, like, as a male, you know, if you're expressing and you're okay to be honest in front of your children and let them know when you're having a bad day or let them know when you know you're struggling or anything like that, they're going to know that it's okay. Like you're not weird. It's not an unusual thing that that's okay. Like you can mm. do that. You can love yourself. You can cry. You can be emotional. You can be honest.
1: Yeah, totally. Well, you, I don't have to, have anything to add anything bad because you know
0: that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that just came from my soul. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah no no, you spot on. You spot on. Yeah, and it's so funny. A lot of these podcasts so far have pretty much ended up in that because you know like a lot of my listeners are mums so you know we discuss parenting and how you know we can better ourselves as parents and what it really comes down to is just bettering ourselves as people just learning to be more forgiving um, of ourselves and you know not hold on to the past and just work on making us the best versions of ourselves and falling in love with ourselves because just imagine a generation of children that I like that. Change the
1: world. Oh, amazing! Yeah, Yeah. uh, it comes back to being grateful. Like I totally. I, I hate saying practicing gratitude. You know, like I write down what I'm grateful for. Um,
0: no, I love it. The time, I'm a
1: bit, I'm a bit intermittent with it, but it just sounds, it sounds a bit wanky when you say, "I oh, practice gratitude."
0: Nah, but, but no, um, we're not talking we're, like that anymore. It's not wanky. Yeah, that's just. Yeah, not, I know.
1: But I'm just saying, just saying. Okay. You've got to keep that. Grab like by the balls, brain, kind of. You know, you've got to keep it like laid back and. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, it was funny though. All this, all this, the gratitude stuff that I've been doing over the years. It was quite funny, and I I actually um, realised that for like whatever how you know three or four years that I've been doing it, it was always external stuff. It was never mm. actually about me. Yeah. So I actually had to I, when I realised that I had to sit down and kind of you know be grateful for the for the person I am, and not necessarily the achievements that I've done. More of the. um the person I was in those situations rather than the achievements, because then you can slip in as a guy, it's all about achieving and getting things done.
0: Yep. You know, it's more about the, the person
1: that you become because of that. And it actually mm. really helped me um, define and refine what grabbed Life by the Balls was or where I'm going. You know, I, as you said, I'm a chiropractor kind of by day, but like my vision is beyond um, being in that office and mm-hmm. helping people on my level is, is amazing. And it's, um, it's definitely been part of my journey, but stepping moving forward and where Grab Life by the Balls is going is what really, really gets me juiced. And it's like all of that, all the stuff that I was grateful for about myself, I could see that that was of value to me. That was important to me. That was my underlying motivation. Mm-hmm. And that just set things up a bit easier. I could see how the dots connected and that sort of thing as well. But when's the last time that you were grateful for, you know, gave yourself some tender, loving care?
0: Yeah, oh, you know, totally. Like when
1: was the last time you were not – when was the last time? And we talked about um, – you've already touched on social media. We call that – I call that uh, weed, what everyone else is doing because sometimes, unfortunately, we go on to social media and we're unconscious and we sort of start, get stuck at what everyone else is doing and mm-hmm. the, we see the highlight reel. We see – you know, we've got a, a mutual friend and she's always like – she always seems like she's at the day spa or holidaying or, you know, like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Her life <laughs> is like, just so like,
0: unreal. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you know, but you know, we we know because we know it that you know life isn't always you know perfect. Yeah. Um, for all of us, you know, but that's where we get trapped is thinking that that's going on, and you know, and then the other thing is society's expectations of you know what we think we should be doing because everyone else is doing it. Um, Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm this age. Yeah, I call that good boy syndrome, but you know, you could call it good girl syndrome because we always got told to be a good boy or be a good girl. Yeah.
0: But then the other one is
1: that is. The other, the other little interesting character that pops up, um, you know, I suppose you could call it the um, the inner bitch. I call it the inner prick for the guys. You know, yeah. the, the biggest, the biggest critic is inside your own head.
0: Oh, so much. You know what is it? I think it's like sixty
1: to eighty thousand thoughts a day, is what they reckon. How many thoughts we have a day? Ninety-five um, percent of them are the same from the day before, and oh, yeah. of those original amount of thoughts, at least eighty percent of them are negative. Far out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Isn't like that
1: your, so crazy? Own, it's, yeah, or well, something like that. I'm um, I'm not the best with stats, so don't give me a hard time if I misquoted there. But I'm I'm pretty sure that's pretty close. I to I really
0: life. doubt anyone's going to go out and research it. If they <laughs> do, please find something better well, to do. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll, I'll put it in the comments below if that changes, because it'll, it'll be something I'll be looking at to put a program together anyway. But yeah, you know, yeah, like that. That kind of you know that's that's where it all starts. So if you can start mm. being grateful for about yourself and start. Um, you know, you're not going to change all of that. But if you just add in a few more things to balance out the equation mm-hmm. there, you know, it's going to change you the way that you look at things. And then when you change, as Wayne Dye says, one of my um, other mentors who I love reading and listening to, um, you know, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change.
0: Yeah. You know, oh, when totally. you start doing some
1: gratitude or being, you know, love yourself a bit more or love your partner, like Always start with yourself because if you start loving yourself more, you're going to interact so much better with everyone around you and look mm-hmm. at things in a different way.
0: Oh, and yeah, absolutely. Rather than,
1: you know, we're all trained and well-conditioned to have a look at everything that's going on around us and look at the external things and thinking the external things like a house or a car or a holiday or clothes or food or this restaurant, you know, all that sort mm. of stuff is going to make us happy. Definitely it's going to... Um, be Desirable and it's going to be fun, it's not going to be bad, that stuff, but that the inner fulfillment, the happiness is like, an internal job. You know, that yeah. one of the most exciting things we haven't talked about this Yes, so I'll it now. You know, one of the best things I did was came up with this idea. Well, one of the best things I did, but, um,
0: <laughs> yeah, Pat and Jackson are but just like, you know, I had, yeah, no worries. I had, this, I had this idea,
1: I've had many ideas, and I love writing all these things down, but I, was, I had a look at and I forget how it came about, but I had a look at like. Um, world records around barbecues. Oh yeah, that's shocked. right. I was shocked. I was shocked to find that the world's biggest barbecue. There's lots of different ones. There's like the actual the actual size of the barbecue, like actually oh, yep, yep, the yep, world's yep. biggest barbecue, or there's the um, the most meat cooked at um, a barbecue, and all these sorts of things. The biggest um, barbecue uh, by number of people is forty five thousand two hundred and fifty two. Yeah, right. And I find it very un-Australian. Obviously, we're not as good at barbecuers as we think because it looks like um, South Who? America and those countries around there. Is that Mexico, where it was? It's Mexico, South America, or Western America. So, you know, so it's close to South America. You know, is the world record holder, 45,252 people. I was like, that's a bit un-Australian.
0: That is was very like, un-Australian.
1: Well, hold on. Six men a day committing suicide is pretty un-Australian too. Yeah. I was like, hmm, maybe we could sort of join them together. And it was funny because... My ideal, my goals, and everything—I was trying so hard to push speaking and coaching and running and retreats. Mm. Um, but it wasn't quite the sweet spot of a bigger purpose. And the bigger purpose is now this this movement that we're creating, Grab Life by the balls, about having a crack at the world record for the world's biggest barbecue coming in 2019 to somewhere in southeast Queensland. Is all I can say at the moment. Ooh, how
0: exciting! Can't wait to um, come you know, along and, and bring us sauce that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and creating a, you know a huge event around mateship, connection, and community to mm. help to help change those horrendous stats of six men a day committing suicide. Well, it's, and I was like, once once I stepped up into a bigger purpose, something that was bigger than me. And it's not about me; it's about everyone. It's about the whole community. It's about Australia stepping up and grabbing life by the balls. Oh, man! I'm getting chills talking about it. It's something yeah. more than me. Yeah, that bigger purpose is like so that the energy and inspiration and the vibe had to get the castle in there I, mean, I didn't I? Like, yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's unreal. And it's amazing, like, the amount of people, like, you know, literally just had a chat to uh, Jarrah Bly, one of the local MPs here, like, literally before, just before he called. Mm-hmm. You know, all these people coming out of the woodwork and wanting to get involved. Because yeah, that's We all know it needs to happen. But it's a, it's a a massive thing for the community to get behind. And it's not about one person. It's about all of us stepping up and grabbing off the of balls.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's actually funny that you... Um, we're talking about, you know, wanting to do retreats and all that kind of stuff. And then you thought of the barbecue and it was just like the perfect thing because you said earlier that often men, it's like giving them something to do, like having a barbecue or sitting around a fire where the focus isn't sitting there and talking about your feelings that often that's where, um, you know, that's, that's where the emotions come out or that's where they feel more comfortable to actually talk and discuss. So it's like the most... It's perfect. It's the perfect idea. You know, people aren't going there thinking that they're going to be pouring their heart out or going to a retreat where, you know, they're going to be made to discuss their inner life traumas and all this kind of shit. (laughs) They're just going to a barbecue, but they're just going to be hanging out and having a good time without even realizing they're just happier. And they're, you know, maybe they make connections with people that they feel so comfortable with that, you know, they can share those inner life traumas or whatever it is yeah, that's haunting yeah. their well, life.
1: Yeah, but yeah well, well, it's funny though because now that even though the biggest barbecue is happening, all that other stuff that I talked about is still, it just has a bigger purpose to it now.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And um, and the way that we do run our retreats and stuff that are, are upcoming um, is by doing activities. We're not sitting in a room. It's about more about um, guys getting that, developing that self-awareness
0: yeah, yeah, you know, totally.
1: Understanding themselves. And it's, and it's done in a very um, non-gay way, to be very politically incorrect there. Like, it's done <laughs> yeah. in a way where guys get it, where they can understand it. It's actually doing activities. And that's, that's why I talk about, inner prick and good boy syndrome and we, like, what everyone else is doing. You know, like, it's... Yeah, that took me to a while well to understand
0: that anagram. I was like, yeah. we, yeah. what everyone else... Yeah,
1: that <laughs> no, could be interesting, yeah. Um, but, you know, like, even the way that we talk about that sort of stuff and mention it. You know, it might be around a barbecue, but we're talking about it in an easy way to understand. that's it's not full of like jargon or woo-woo stuff. It's it's like, folks get it. Um, actually, I've realised that using everyday words is one of my skills. So, I uh, one of my strengths. So,
0: yeah, it's kind yeah. of works
1: well with the with the um with the fellas, So,
0: yeah, perfect. Oh, okay, well, this has been so. I would just realised we should probably um start to wrap it up. I could do this all day, hey, this has been great. Yeah, me too. This is why it's probably not a good combination, one chatter to another. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I feel like we're doing sort of, like, similar things but for the opposite sex, like...
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's all all the same, though. Like, I I can relate well and the way that I talk and by just being real and being me, I can, can, um, you know, step up and do something about stuff that's happening for guys. But... I am, and I'm sure it's the same for you with the, the Johnny stuff. It's all about creating a better community.
0: Totally. It's you know, not it's about men and female. It's about, yeah. it's about equality, really. Getting our,
1: sh- getting our shit together. Totally. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly
0: people. right. But, you know, like for guys, like, you know, who better to talk to than another guy and same for the girls, you know, like just trying to create a better world and just create support throughout everyone doesn't matter what bloody thing you got hanging between your legs so you don't <laughs> <laughs> no matter where you got a body sausage or a lady taco or whatever the fuck's going on down there doesn't matter just as long as you just oh, got support and everyone's just you know real and just not like living this fake instagram world yeah. Um, that's yeah. just another topic that we could go on for a million yeah. years. But okay. yeah. um, all right. Well, I bet I can you tell everyone how can they find you? How can they know more about um, Grab Life by the balls and the barbecue and the et cetera, et cetera?
1: Yep. Um, so thanks for, thanks for the plug. Um, yeah, no worries. Grab life, so uh, grab life by the Yep. Uh,
0: there's
1: also a mailing list where you can stay up to date with all our stuff there. Uh, and that's then spammy. on Instagram and Facebook. At grab life by the balls movement and uh, <laughs> you didn't the hashtag is that. grab life by the balls, but everyone's everyone's grabbing life by the balls these days. So I just go straight to uh, our page if you can.
0: Yeah. Um, I'll also put all of those details in the show notes as well. So just in case no one had a you know a piece of paper or a memory of a fucking elephant, um, <laughs> it will be written down. <laughs> also, probably when this airs, I'm sure I will also have it on my own socials as well. So yep. you will be able to find it um, and... Um, if there are men listening to this, that's amazing. I'm so chuffed. But for the women listening, like, I hope that you, um, I'm sure you did learn a lot from this and, you know, help our men so they can help us, like vice versa, you know, like, you're not, it's not just giving. It's, you give to, you don't give to receive. But when you're giving, you know, eventually, I don't know what I'm trying to say now, but, you know, it's going to come back to you. You it's know, we've got to help it's a our thing men. Thing. Yeah, totally. We've all just got to help each other out um, and try and understand what the fuck's going on in their brains. And that's really we all that want matters.
1: Because we don't really know either, so.
0: Oh, God, I have no bloody clue. <laughs> Poor Chris, he just hasn't, he just... Uh, struggles he's like with me he's like oh you're just too you're so much you're too much (laughs) and I'm like why don't you talk to me about everything and he's like this is too hard I just wanted to shut down (laughs) Um, but anyway thank you so much Sam for coming on and chatting to me um I really appreciate it I know we've been trying to make this work for a little while now but finally our the stars aligned um and thank god I hope you have a wonderful day. Say, give that little boy a big cuddle for me and your beautiful wife.
1: Thank you so much, Sam. Yeah, for
0: sure. Yes, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Bye.
1: Bye. Please Ask Mickey is a Hit Network original podcast produced at Hit 105 Studios in Brisbane. Created, hosted, and produced by Michaela Burnett. Check out pleaseaskmicky.com. Editorial support from Julia Foskey, executive producers Scott McDonald and Matthew Eggleston. For more great audio stories, check out hit.com.au.